Nothing here to giggle about, Eric, because we're talking about Ten Nights of the Beast. This about? is there serious stuff. There are plenty of things to giggle about here. The idea of the whole Star Wars program going on here. There's one thing to giggle about. That's when we first see the Beast, and it is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. We talk about you know superheroes all the time. We rarely talk about, besides for when it comes to the <laughs> the designer, the idea of what they look like, how silly things look. But the KG Beast, he looks like he's like a underdog wrestler coming out of I nowhere. I don't know if I'm turned on or just laughing when when he what shows be up both? because well, it might be when we get there. But this is Batman Ten Nights of the Beast. It starts in Batman number four seventeen. An issue that came out on March of 1988. Oh Eric, my. it's written by Jim Starlin and art by Jim Apro, Mike DiCarlo, Adriana Roy, and Augustine Moss. And I just want to mention the editor is Denny O'Neill. Oh. Uh, so that is pretty cool. Here we go. Take a trip with us back to 1988, Eric, right. where the Cold War is about to heat up. Ooh. That's right. The KG Beast is in Gotham with a few knights to kill (laughs) and while the soviet and u.s government is on the case it looks like only batman may be able to tame this beast but it may already (laughs) be too late as the beast has a list and he's checking it twice catwoman will eventually steal the knight from batman but KG Beast is here to straight up murder it, Eric. There you go. There is my that is my classic blurb for tonight. My my flash one later is nonsense. But you end up starting off, and the thing that makes me laugh is it is ten nights of the beast, right? You're sitting there, and pretty much it starts at dawn on day two. What are you talking about? You you got day one you go back to back in Moscow to find out about the hammers. But I'm saying as you jump in and you're like, oh, I wonder what this ten though. I have to admit, usually until a story becomes a classique, which this is, you barely look. If I asked you what the three issues ago, you know, something that we covered on the regular, what was the name of the, usually we wouldn't know. It just made me laugh that you start off 10 Nights of the Beast. Day two. Oh, oh what's going day on? Day one, just not a lot happened that day. Now, the best thing though is, is this is, you know, a pretty dark story, but pretty much starts off with a Miami Vice day glow couple pages at dawn. Over at the Brigstone Beach? Yeah. And very much in line with something that would be like a Miami Vice, an 80s type. They're going to stop those Colombian drug smugglers. Oh, yeah. They're they're bringing the smack in. They're not drug smugglers at all. They're not bringing cocaine. They're bringing copaine. Yeah, really. They're bringing a lot of copaine. It's what they're bringing. Uh, So when you get it, though, I love, too, that you end up and and you do see two guys. One, obviously, is KG Beast. But we wouldn't know this if we were just jumping in first. The other guy, they, they... have parked their speedboat. I'd like to think we would know by the end who this is, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying right now, oh, if no. we're jumping in, you'd just be like, who are, who are these guys? Because you, you don't even know. And one guy is just humongous. They're in the shadows. But the one guy, they, they just parked their, I guess they drove their speedboat from the Russia. Mother Russia, well, the speedboat. Well, that's the weird boat. part because the idea that we talk about, like, where are the fictional cities in the DC universe? And you always like to think about Gotham City and Metropolis being on the East Coast, you know, close to New York, a little bit south, a little bit over, whatever, around the East Coast area. 
lot of maps I saw over the years, depending on who was doing the story or what they needed to happen, I have seen maps where Gotham is on the West Coast. So it doesn't make any sense for a speedboat to go, well, it doesn't make sense for a speedboat to go to Russia to the West Coast either, but the idea that we have a speedboat go from Russia to the East Coast of America is even more ridiculous. uh, It's it's only to set up that these DEA agents would still think these are the the Colombian drug runners. We have drug runners coming up from Colombia. This whole thing, it's not even like Gotham was ever like, the southern part of America or something like coming up from Columbia or something like that. Like how long are they going to smuggle these drugs? It says Brigstone Beach south of Gotham. Well, Florida south south from us. You know, (laughs) Miami south from Philadelphia. The deep south. (laughs) The the worst part of this is is that these DEA agents, they got the wrong beach. And if they only knew – the, the drug smugglers are just a little down the beach. We find that out later at here. They've already been taken care of by the Coast Guard. Yeah, and these two guys are coming. The one guy, he, he's just carrying these two giant, giant cases, footlockers. you know, giant footlockers, and he just beats the he, he kills them all. He kills all these people. He chokes them out, kicks them, stomps them, and they're trying to fight. They can't fight back, and the best thing is then they just walk away. They have no concern uh, that boat's there. I would think that Batman would go for some evidence there, but then must be uh, missing by that point. But we're trying to figure out, oh, my God, there's a cold open. What's going on? And you head off. All right, we've got a bunch of people dead. What's going on now? Back to day one. Oh, my. Which is being told through a story by one Andre Yuvtoshenko, who Yuvtoshenko. is day one, you know, 3.55 a.m. Moscow, who's telling a story to us. KGB agent. Yeah, and he's telling about a uh, chief deputy of the Hammer program, Azores Kunarev. He's telling you, the names are crazy. Yeah, and he's telling about- Which is funny because that actually becomes a thing later on, the idea that we do have the the KGB go down with Soviet and like uh, Russia going down as well, but the Hammer will continue after this whole thing and become a part of, you know- a crime organization within Gotham. We'll even have it in the Robin Three. Well, even it's here, Gorbachev. Gorbachev doesn't like it. He's no, like, I, we got to get rid down. of this. We got to shut this down. So they go and they go to shut it down. Unfortunately, and and the big thing with the Beast, he is like, you know, he's the the right arm. He's the the tough. He's the hammer and the sickle. Yeah, they bust into you know, shut this down, and the guy has committed suicide. He has drank cyanide. Yeah, Zorez uh, did not, and he's like, he didn't want to be taken in by the people that he served, but now detest. And so they're they're trying to figure out. Even though he's going to go down and take his own life, one more plan from the old hammer is going to go forward, even in his absence. Yeah, and that's where you get all this, and that's kind of the... It's kind of a neat little twist, uh, even back in the day, with the idea that this is going to be. And I, I can only imagine that Jim Starlin's like, "Yeah, I don't need to cause any trouble with them damn Russians." They, they. Uh, so Russians. I'll just say, I'll just say that the, uh, you know, the KG beast, he's off on his own because this is not sanctioned by the government. He's doing this, you know, kind of continuing this bad stuff uh, by himself. Uh, with a handler, with a you know one guy, a with her. an Iranian terrorist. But yeah, they're they're trying to do this while the Russian government is there to tell the American government we have nothing to do with this. We're going to try to help. We got we got an ex KGB. I mean, we have a KGB agent with a room with Commissioner Gordon, CIA agent, an FBI agent, and a whole team of FBI agents in the background trying to break down. That is the biggest problem with this whole issue because. 
I want to get into 10 Nights of the Beast. I even realized when I was reading this, like, I don't know if I ever finished this whole mini, like not mini series, but like the arc itself. Cause I don't remember how it ended besides for how Batman took care of the beast. But this whole thing, we have a bunch of talking heads in a room trying to tell us we have a bunch of people who are the, on the beast radar right now. He has targets, 10 targets who are in or around Gotham City or will be coming to Gotham City by the end of the week who he plans on taking down. And you know why? It is called Operation Skywalker, which I love because this is the hammer's operation to take out important people in the Star Wars pro- program, the SDI, the Strategic Defense Initiative. And it's so funny to me the idea that here we are going back and reading this at this time, huge storyline, big political, like, you know, like a story to tying into like, you know, news on the paper, you know, he- ripped from the headlines kind of an idea when we have this whole thing like, yeah, the Star Wars pro- program that never worked. It was all pretty much propaganda. So we have a bunch of people dying here based on a lie yeah it was reagan's big deal it was we're gonna take out missiles with this whole laser program it never grew up it was big though it it was everybody talked about it It was the big thing so that is what the hammer program is there to or was going to stop in the kgbs yeah Yeah, it's going to stop that and uh so the kgb and the fbi the cia all of them gathered here and that's what i'm saying you you spend a lot of time to show that the Russian government has nothing to do with this. And while it's going on, you do have Batman and Robin listening in. They end up listening in because of Commissioner Gordon's cufflinks. And it's funny, too, just the idea. Transmitter cufflinks. The only reason they're in Gotham, they're going to have a big demonstration. They're going to have this big conference deal, and everybody's heading to Gotham City. Well, that's the thing. People are heading here, but it seems like a lot of people just live in Gotham City that happen to be a part of this program. Again, it's, you know, a big city in the DCU. So they are there. And yeah, so you end up with everybody converging or already there in Gotham. So you end up with KGBs there to pretty much just take care of his list. And they get the deal of... You know, the the beast, he he has very much has some people that he's going to kill. We have a list and things like that. The problem is when we start off, Headless has already got a few checked off. Well, that's the thing. Even the whole idea about who's on this list, we only get an idea after like the third person is murdered and Batman has to go to his home like office to go through the paperwork to find out who else is going to be on this list and who could be targeted, who's a part of the SDI program. And, and, and he says it makes sense that you could kind of figure out. They yeah. even say, oh, the last name, huh? All right, the president. They're painting around the bush the entire time. You know, the Secret Service are paid to do this. Yeah. uh, But yeah, they're they're going through the whole deal. And it gets better as you go on and they talk. And then you even have the FBI and the CIA. They get involved. There's some arguing. And the CIA is known about KGB. They actually had suspected that he was here. You have an agent, Ralph Bundy, who ends up being the CIA agent who did go to where all those bodies were killed when the beast finally got It's so got weird that we have you know, pretty much a government spook going on here because he, and he has to remain this whole idea of a mystery man because he's part of the CIA where he goes to see the people who are murdered, but he has to pose as a reporter to do him like – and that's the thing is, you're just showing up as Agent Ralph Bundy, still a cigar in your hand, and just saying, yeah, it's everybody. Just, it's the same. Reporter. All right, I buddy. like to. Uh, you end up having him show up, and, and he says, I had to go as a posing as a reporter. Number one, why is he allowed there? Number Nothing two. Nothing stop the press, Jim. He starts asking questions, and he knows too much. He's like, there's the police there. Like, so, they were part of the net looking for some Colombian coke smugglers last night. Well, he shouldn't know this. And then, this yeah, like yeah, we busted, I'd have to, yeah, we busted the Colombians further north around sunrise. These guys ran into 
the symbol that worse than dope smugglers, huh? And I'm telling you, he's very talkative and knows a little too much. This cop should be like, who the hell are you? Get the hell out. And why would a reporter show up there? But yeah, all these people are just dead. News, they Jim. Are. News. Yeah. Bodies on the beach. That's front page news right there. Well, it is front page news. I love the idea that you have Bundy and he's the CIA. So he's like, yeah, you know what? I suspect that KGB arrived in this country yesterday morning. We found those bodies south of Gotham. And then Gordon, after all this... <laughs> That must mean he's in Gotham already. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's what it means there. All right. Well, I'm going to need a picture. We don't got one. His identity is secret. Besides for the idea that we have his name and like, you know, and what his code name is, nobody knows what the beast looks no, like. Nobody, nobody knows his face. He, he's been altered by the, the Soviets at this point. He has the strength of four men. He could rip a person into. He's also trained in hand-to-hand combat. All the deadliest weapons imaginable. Cybernetically enhanced. Yeah. I, I love, too, he's chopping a- Death is his current. I'm like, really? You're giving a tagline to a movie. Death is his currency. I'm like, calm down, Agent Parker. He karate chops a, a, a block of stone. And this would be something like, you know, hey, let's see what you can do, that beast. He does it. Look at the look at the Russians behind. Ah! <laughs> I, I like to the point though. It's like you know, we're telling the story to Gordon and the whole thing. He is as strong as any four healthy men. I'm like, you, you had to say healthy. Like he's as strong as four frail men. <laughs> That'd be great. He's That's as strong as he's as strong as four men. Gordon, I'm, I'm as strong as four dying men. Are these men frail or or dying? No. They're healthy. Oh, my. Oh, okay. Now I know He's what you're dangerous. talking about. And it's funny, too, because you end up where you have the beast, and he's coming to Gotham for a few nights to, to kill, as I said. But it is one of the better things, and why it will stick is because they really push him at first of just being this. I mean, he's a force of nature. Oh, yeah. He is a hurricane, tornado, and tidal wave. Deathstroke, you heard of him? He ain't nothing compared to this beast. With that, though... He's also very smart. I'm like, this is the original Bane, essentially, even the way they look. It's crazy. It it really reminds me. That's what I was getting at is the idea that I think that they were like, huh, you know what? Batman really has problems with these big guys that are smart. I think we'll make Bane now because he is like Bane. He really is. Now, when they show him, even though we don't have a picture of his face, we have a picture of him shooting guns. He's got the nunchuck. Why does he look so much cooler here than he does when he actually shows up? <laughs> because he's not in a wrestler's uniform here. He just when he just has black like tight pants on and a hood a and that, that's fine. just tight black pants and that's it with a machine gun. Awesome. That's all I need. And he shows up later. I swear to God, he's got seven dildos for weapons when he shows up. <laughs> but yeah, so you end the up with beast. all this stuff. This is dated, kind of. The the concept oh, yeah. dated, yes. But it's one of those that most people, even now, it's still classic in movies and things like that, especially if you go back to the 80s. But they really want to push. I mean, this isn't enough that he's breaking blocks of stone, shooting Crunch a chucks. machine gun with one hand, Eric. I mean, look at him. Badass. He, he's got the nunchucks. Chuck's throwing stars. He could be Cobra. He even got one of them butterfly knives, and I know he's doing those tricks. Why wouldn't you? You're gonna if you do a butterfly knife slow, nobody's intimidated by you. He, yeah, but the thing is, he's probably doing that. I, I'd even say that he might play the harmonica all the way from Russia in that speedboat. It would drive me nuts. You but, think the harmonica's yeah. big in Russia? Uh, yeah, I hear it is. They call it the mother organ. I, I don't know. <laughs> you end up where they want to really push the things. The mother organ that didn't sound right. Uh, so to push it, it's like he's been involved in all. Sorts Sorts of assassination. Do you ever hear the mother organ? I mean, seriously. Not on purpose. Uh, and they're like, yeah, 
We even think that he might have killed Anwar Sadat. Oh, and my. That, that's, that's a big name <laughs> back in the day. Now people are like, who huh? the hell? And I'm saying, they, they killed that Sadat? And where said it? I don't even know who he is, but no, that's a big deal. But I love it. It's like he is, and they're not going to say he did, but I like the mystery of it. Like he has become Bo Jackson. They're making oh, up the stories. It's not even that of Sada, but the whole it's thing Bob is Bunyan. like you know the CIA. We we've been aware of the KGB's cold blooded efficiency for a long time. We believe we've lost nine agents to your super killer. Our current estimation is total body count as well as over a hundred. You should double that. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> you should. Double that. Okay, you're under arrest. <laughs> We're taking you in for interrogation, you jerk. And then I love too is that Gordon is there and, and it, it's played out well. Jim Starlin plays it out well because you have this whole deal where you have the KGB and the CIA at this point. And they're and the pretty FBI. much flexing. Well, I'm just saying, and that little bit there, right, it right. is the CIA and, you know, flex. We, we know all about your beast. He did the, no, double that. Ah, Gordon just cares about Gotham. Yeah. He's like, you know, shut the hell up. Good God. This monster's loose in my town. Who's his target? Or is it targets? And it is. He's already killed two people by the time we've had this meeting. What? Who is that? We had Michael (laughs) Roberts. He was a senior administrator of all SDI projects. We had Terry Cavanaugh, a key scientist on a particle beam project. Oh, and by the way, I'm Agent Keith Parker. Let me introduce you to my team. These guys who all wear gray suits and look alike. Yeah, they they actually, if you end up thinking- that's the biggest problem. They look like robots. They do. I'm telling you, the FBI is just full of robots. That's what I get here. You have have the guys who- like, who is it? One, two, three, four, five guys. Besides for Agent Parker, who is the main head FBI guy here, but they are all the same height. The only thing here is different hair, but that's the whole thing. But you have a guy at the end who is working with the Iranian terrorist and the KGB to complete their ends here who are in this inner circle of the CIA, FBI, you know, and like Commissioner Gordon, stuff like that, who is feeding information to the beast. At the end, though, he's kept in darkness. So with these five guys plus Keith, uh, Agent Keith Parker here, I'm like, all right. We could have any one of these robots, be it, or, you know, CIA agent Bundy. But for the most part, I'm going to say it's these five guys who look alike who are non-distinguishable for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. That's And the thing is, you're missing out on, on some good things. At one point, you end up having KGBs kill uh, the first guy, Michael Roberts. He just goes in and just pretty much, you know, suffocates. Yeah, I'm going to put, I'm going to pinch your nose and cover your yeah. mouth. Go to Basically, sleep. Basically, that's all he does. And they're like, we oh, thought that was natural, natural causes. causes. It wasn't. The next guy... Terry Cavanaugh. Terry Cavanaugh. He likes to ride his motorcycle to work. So KGB goes, puts a He's zip a creature wire. Of habit. Every Monday and Friday, he has to go this exact route at the exact time. Well, we're just going to put this line here to cut his head off. We chalked it up to teenage pranks. Teenage it pranks. That, that's the big thing. He ends up, you see him get decapitated with his motorcycle helmet on. What? We thought that was misadventure. Teenage prank gone wrong. You, you didn't <laughs> look into anything. What teenage, well, who got arrested? I, I mean, this is a murder. This is a guy who got decapitated while driving. What is the prank you thought? Because the only prank there could be is decapitation. coming to Gotham City from Terrytown. That's Terrytown problems. Yeah, really. I'm telling you, it's. Eh, we just thought there was some teenage teenage pranks gone wrong well that it's still murder 
Uh, somebody is still involved in a murder. Oh, well, let me smoke my pipe and think this. Hey, again, that's Terrytown problems. Yeah, that's Terrytown. So they're going to go, but this is Batman and Robin are listening in. And again, not a lot of Batman and Robin in this whole book kind of thing. The, mo- the most thing you get of Batman here is failing, and that's it. Yeah, because Batman says, you know, hey, they start talking trash. And and Gordon is being very uh, non He's not being subtle. Well, you guys... You have this problem. You got these guys here, all these freaking robot agents you have here, but there is somebody I know. Don't you start talking about your pet vigilante, Gordon. I'm like, here we yeah, go. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. And he says that it twice. That's the last issue, though. The whole thing about the end is like, all right, you better bring in that vigilante, Gordon. Well, the CIA wants him in right away. The CIA right away is like, yeah, we deal with some wackos. We don't mind. The more the merrier. Uh, Batman, though, doesn't like hearing the trash talking through the, the comedy. He's hey, like, Robin. I'm out. Uh, you listen to here if there's anything else i'm gonna go up because you i still know have a well-adjusted self-esteem robin you keep listening i'm going everybody off. hates me i don't need to hear this i and he's like i don't need to know the federal paranoia i'm out Batman, i'm gonna go visit going? there's a jason green who lives in town he's the head of security of all sdi projects i better go check on him because i'm sure he's on the list yeah and he actually even thinks that he's on the list or even could know something more about and who might be as well oh he's on the list i mean he is and uh, the best thing he is he also knows who else is on the list just based on his own personal records at home yeah and the the problem with jason green is that his wife has told him <laughs> staying late's gonna kill you and his wife continuously warns him all that overtime will send him to an early grade only did she know the details yeah yeah because he's going through his files and then that's where we finally see <laughs> the, beast. the leather daddy the beast <laughs> leather daddy beast now just imagine and most people has seen this and you could go i'm telling you you can go on gimp. to you can go on to the app it's on the dc universe app and please go look because he has what only appears to be a flaming mask that looks like a wrestling mask then he has a a leather vest no shirt but some straps underneath that then he ends up having what appears again to be just leather briefs with a throwing star (laughs) there's a throwing star on it which makes it look like a badge like he's you know captain bang bang and then he (laughs) has pretty much leather thigh boots that look like just craziness and he comes and also his leather leather gloves i've walked into the wrong part of town i know that (laughs) i'm telling you jason's like oh my my looking for a good time mr green hey wanna party mr green and he just ends up killing him uh, he Does he also, stomp on his testicles multiple times well, while he's doing it? Let me tell you, too. He, he is brandishing a, a firearm, but appears to have two dildos strapped to his belt. I like to think those are nunchucks, Jim. I do not think they look like that. They look like those are some uh, some dildos that he uses and something else, maybe well, a knife in the other deal. But, jeez. Got to have a day there, job. There is, and boy, he he is a leather daddy. And I, I just imagine because Batman's on his way. He's like, I hope that Jason Green's working oh tonight. My. A leather daddy on the roof throwing the man over. When he sees him, goes, good Lord, Batman's eyes wide open. I don't know what he's thinking. I really yeah, don't. I know because what he's thinking. I, most people would see a guy dressed as a bat and, like, and think that, I mean, Nuh-uh. boy. 
boy, this is the worst. And he's pretty much, and that's the funny thing is we mentioned Bane earlier. And as he has green over his head, it really does just look like I'm going to break you. And he well, throws him like off Bane, the Bane does, well, I'm telling you, they are so similar in look and their whole like, you know, demeanor of the intelligence and brutal strength and stuff like that. I'm like, there's not a lot of difference between Bane and KGBs except for where they're from and the idea of Venom. And yeah, yeah. And, and what I like about this here. Uh, you have you don't have a lot of Batman. You said it, and because you're not going to get much this of Batman it. interacting Action. with KG Beast, you you don't have a chase scene. So instead, you have a falling scene where you end up having Batman because you have KG Beast throw this Jason Green off of the roof, and they're up high. And uh, Batman then goes so like an 84 story skyscraper. No, not thing? that no. high. Oh, okay. There aren't any buildings that high. That's nonsense. <laughs> so he ends up. It's an old city. You end up where. He throws him. So you end up having Batman trying to save him. And he, he has a zip line. And you have a lot of things going on. At one point, he tries to grab a pole. Oh, then can't he's, really do that. Here's a here's a telephone line. Yeah. They, they, did he ever think this telephone line's going to no. work? That they, None of the says, other stuff. Will it hold? No. No. No, it, no, it doesn't. Now, oh, somebody. Okay. I, I, better, I better slam my back against the wall. I better hit this ledge here. Oops, a broken toast. I better roll a few times here to slow myself down. And then I better put myself underneath the green when we finally reach down and I slam into this parked car here. Turns out Green was already dead. And that's the best is, I I disagree. I I think that he was alive to about the pole. When Batman went to get on the pole, he was going down too fast, so he had to swing around and fling himself. I think that's where Jason Green's neck snapped. Batman's just like, Watching this thing, too, even when he says the idea that he died beforehand. I was right there with you. I'm like, sure he was, Batman. No, it takes me right back to Gwen Stacy's death when Spider-Man ended up breaking her neck by using the line to freaking catch her right there. So it was always the idea back when the white guy was a kid, did Green Goblin killer or the Spider-Man killer, even though you see that snap in the one page, like that's exactly what this reminded me of. Like, yeah, he died during this fall. I, I haven't thought of Jason Batman. Todd throwing that guy supposedly <laughs> off the balcony. I'm like, no, nah, gravity killed him, Batman. I didn't. Uh, yeah, so when you have this, I'm telling you, Batman heard that crack maybe around the time where he grabbed that telephone wire. He's like, yeah, huh? And he's yelling it because everybody's gathered. Looks like he already had a broken neck, people. And then he goes, Jason but I Green like- was a good man. I owe you B. Yeah, yeah, really. And I, I yeah, he's yelling, shooting off guns at the end. I like, though, that he ends up getting hurt, broken toes, things like that. But what I also like about this is the idea. You have the beast in town. The beast is, like we said, he's a force of nature. It, it, but you have to show, if somehow this is somebody's first deal, you do have to show Batman can take a licking. He just fell from the top of a building, flung around. He slowed himself side, down with a few and flips. Then landed like I saw lethal weapon you end up hitting the top of a car like that you don't live she was only wearing underwear jim yeah and plus she she was frail <laughs> so you, you get the idea the though, four healthy men because of the idea of four healthy men and that well <laughs> the, you know batman's a little more than that though now he has broken toes he's, he's hurting he's just yelling and no his neck was broken i i just imagine he's like why didn't you tell me beast i'm in pain now uh but yeah, they go off and Batman just walks away. I like that too. He just leaves Jason Green, the good man that he was, his wife waiting well, for at him this at point, home. We still got to maintain the idea that Batman is an urban legend for the most yeah. part. Well, there's a lot of people he walks through. <laughs> Thank God they're on cameras. Excuse me now. Excuse me here. I got uh, the broken neck. I got to get out of here. Excuse me. And he does go. Well, they end up getting a hold of Gordon and the CIA saying, hey, we got something. And again, this is where the the fun 
has started. We had KG Beast and his dildos. Right. He's shown up. <laughs> then you have to have Batman and Robin in the park on the same branch in the tree. They're like huddled up there. I, I can imagine they were there for three hours. It's a fork in the tree. It's a really steady, oh my a steady God. part. They're just sitting there, though they're together. And Batman's in the shadows. Robin's brightest of <laughs> goddamn day. <laughs> it's just there. and huh, He really is a I target. Wonder, I wonder when they're going to meet us. What, what's going on? Oh my, I didn't see you two guys with Batman's cape is longer than the damn tree. <laughs> I mean, what do they think this is up there? Actually, Gordon, it'd be before here he's like listen i don't know how the cia plays things but please we're in gotham now just pretend you don't see them this is their game okay i, I just <laughs> this is sun this, this is how we play it just please and i'm telling you he's like really do i really have to go through this yes yeah bad. robin jumps down i like to what you got and then they just jump down they have the list they have a list of the beast destroyed people. everything that hit, like green had in the office but batman was able to find a list of people at his home office in order to find out who the 10 people should be that the beast is going to go after you know and he probably went there and you know hey uh you know mrs green you were right he was a good man though wasn't he jason where is he oh uh he he'll be home later can i see his files he told me to be here and see oh okay batman he gets in there would you like a drink all of a sudden you uh oh the police you have I got purple stuff, Sunny D. I don't like the purple stuff. That's Robinson. Yeah, but he ends up gleaning from the home files uh, that the beast, uh, what the list will be. And then I'm like, we're lucky Green was such a conscientious record keeper. I'm like, really? He's dead. Please. What a great man. Yeah, it's like, man, that, that'll go down in history. Did I history. tell you that he had a broken neck before I ever got near him? Did I ever <laughs> like, tell you guys that? I love that. Gordon, we're still investigating. <laughs> man, I'll get back to you on that one. Uh, yeah, so they're walking around. And I also, again, they're in the park at night, but there they are just walking around, Batman and Robin. Robin looks like he has a tail over there. But yeah, they're doing this. And that's Somebody's the big thing him, we said before. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but they end up saying, huh. Figured that last name would be on the list. He's visiting Gotham on Friday. <laughs> Why are you so coy about this? Oh, my. And really, even then, I, I can only guess that people are like, it's got to be the president, right? Is it the well, president? I'm telling you, I had no idea who they were talking about until, you know, P- Secret Service gets paid to protect that person. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I they end up really showing later. Uh, the other thing, though, is they have, hey, if everybody, we got to get them in protective custody. Everyone here, well. We tried. There's this one lady on this list. Sylvia she, Burroughs. <laughs> she's a whoring around. Well, it's we such a weird idea her. for this whole thing because on top of this, you know, we have to find out the KGB does have a partner and Abi Solari, who's an Iranian sh- uh, Shiite terrorist, but he's already gone and killed the next person on the list, Dennis Kane, who's a scientist at Laser Tech Incorporated. And it just seems weird out of knowing, you know what? We discovered that the Beast has a partner and we're doing this whole thing. I'm like, this feels so out of place right now, except for you have to have multiple people die. I guess you don't want the beast to just be teleporting places. I Maybe it'll play in later on because I said, I don't remember how most of the story plays out. But for this issue, it feels weird to have his partner out of nowhere, an Iranian terrorist. Yeah, with this terrorist, what's weird is you end up seeing this guy and pretty much electrocutes this guy who's doing his research. Looks like he even has like VR stuff, but it's not. But he ends up, I'm like, he looks like Metalhead from the G.I. Joe CSI yeah, series. Does. And uh, man, that beast is really a, a master of disguise. Jeez. But we we find out it's it's his partner. Well, then as they're doing this and they're they're checking this out, you do end up having 
the beast be approached by some guy, you know, the, this mole. And I love the idea, again, the, the KG beast, uh, he's the greatest. He ends up walking around, oh my, I got to go undercover. Well, let me put on a trench coat, a hat, but I'm not going to take off this thing. kick-ass mask. He he ends up having uh, his Ninja wrestler Turtles, mask on. They could all go away with it. Why not the beast? The best, though, is he does not want anybody to know his identity, but nobody does know his identity. I, I want one of those where he does doesn't wear the mask and just kills everybody he talks to. That's, well, that's the, the big thing about this whole idea that we do have this mysterious person walk up and says, everyone except Sylvia Burroughs is, like, you know, is on this list. Like, we know where they are. She's at a friend's address. That I've written down for you. I've told everybody else that we don't know what it is, which was the big thing from Keith Parker talking about how they'd have no idea who her boyfriend is or where he's located. So it seems like it's one of the FBI's, the mole who's working for the beast. Whether it's Keith Parker or not, I don't know, or one of his robot stooges. It just is out of nowhere. But the thing is, the way he's dressed in that, the way he comes up, I'm like, it's, it's different than anybody has looked this entire time. Like, you know, all the FBI agents wearing green suits, green jacket. We got Ralph Bundy, who's the CIA agent, wearing a brown trench coat. He's got a green vest on. This person walks up. Uh, weird beige vest, weird greenish kind of like coat. I'm like, all right, I have no idea, but I have to assume that it's one of all these FBI agents just for the amount that we have and how they are just throwaway characters. Yeah, and this is the next thing is, you know, here's your next deal, the Sylvia Burroughs. Go get Sylvia uh, Burroughs. She's the one who isn't this being is protected at this point. And, and even then, you even have KGBs kind of going with the idea later even that he doesn't care. If these things, if if you have everybody protect, he doesn't care. He's going to kill him. That's what he's there for. That's what he's going to do. You can't stop him. The funny thing is, is as it plays out, we're like, listen, Sylvia Burrow, she's at a friend's, quote unquote. And friend. here's the address. You know, you have to get Let's there before dawn, before she, you know, sneaks out. Uh, and uh, he's like, no problem. And then you get Batman and Robin up on the, on the rooftop. And I'm like, it's a weird trend. I'm like, are they he's watching He's out there him? somewhere, Robin. <laughs> is he watching him? No, he's just there Won't talking to the moon. Again. He's a faceless pro and has over 10 million people to hide among. How are we going to play it this time, Batman? The only way possible, we make him come to us and hope we survive the experience. I'm like, wow, you are a doubter right away, Batman. I'm telling you, Robin's like, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't want him coming at us. Like I said, I don't recall the rest of this whole series for this, uh, I mean, this arc kind of thing, but... uh I really hope that the Beast does not talk that very much. Because I'm telling you, I had just read that recently that Robin 3 miniseries where we had the Beast show back up there and the whole idea that the Hammer, you know, has come and become organized crime within Gotham trying to take over a lot of stuff. But in that, the Beast is like, I am to be killing you now. I am to be angry. And I'm like, it's just awful dialogue for the Beast. And after this initial beginning with the beast here the introduction he becomes kind of a joke character in my mind after this it never becomes this gigantic threat that you know the cia fbi and the kgb have to get together to talk about how dangerous this man is after this it's all like you know downhill for the beast yeah and then the big thing to spoil it pretty much he's left for dead at the end of this and then they had to retcon it because they wanted to bring him back i actually wish he would have just stayed dead i think that it would have been really cool to have him just as this but people were into him they didn't want batman to kill but i that didn't seem when i look back to see things nobody cared about that not one person seemed to care a lick that batman walled him up like he did because of all the things that he'd done and 
you know, if he's that big, he can get out. You know, the the wall killed him, not Batman. But people didn't seem that upset from what I looked. They were more upset when he was retconned back because they thought it was ridiculous. And then uh, it just got, like you said, it got real ridiculous with him uh, because they really, you know, he just ends up being a caricature uh, of just a Russian deal well, going, especially even, now. Even the most current thing that we dealt with the DC Comics out of new stories and Batgirl where all of a sudden we just have a Russian scientist who has the beast and now he's got a living gold arm like yeah the fall from grace this character had yeah he was okay in the all-star batman that scott snyder had at the beginning of the rebirth because we even got that idea hey he's just the beast again because there is no kgb he's doing it himself he's and then they kind of got away from that again every time he comes up now or mention he's just kgb well even here they call him the beast but the cia calls him the kgb so it's fine and then obviously he shot you know, Dick Grayson. But even then, that, that was just, that was you a know, joke. that was, yeah, it was. It, it didn't end up showing anything it was with nothing. Him it could have yeah. been anybody. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Eric. Uh, what would you give this then? 6.5 out of 10. I still enjoy this whole thing. It's just that I, I like the art a lot. This whole 80s style is a like thing that killing. I enjoy. It's just that we have a lot of talking heads here, just really just throwing out a lot of exposition and names that you're just got to try to keep track of. And ultimately, it just makes a boring kind of issue overall. But it's, I, I do get excited for what's to come. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I could even go up as an eight, but I think that a lot of the things that I think about is because I did read most of it and I reviewed most of it on, if not all of it, on the site. Mm -hmm. So I know. And when I think about it, I do think of it as a whole, as a whole story. Uh, This is a slow start for what it was, though. I think that if I was reading it in 88, I would have been intrigued by this just because you have leather daddies in town. Well, yeah, I mean, anytime a leather daddy shows up in Gotham, my ears perk up and my eyes go wide open. Uh, But he also ends up, you know. Batman couldn't even get him. He Batman saw him. Usually, you'd have Batman see the guy, then get him. But uh, he's gonna have Jason to, Green's neck was broken before I ever got there. Everybody, he's gonna have to work a lot harder, Eric. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna have to work real hard to get the KG beast. But yeah, I'm gonna go seven point five. I, I actually did like the art a lot. No, it's great. I like the setup. It's very just not a lot of like Batman said, here. The, and like I said, when you do get Batman, he fails immediately, and a lot of talking heads just setting everything up, which I thought like. Ooh, I hope I remember these names. I'm going to have to write these down and hope I know who I'm talking about when we get to the point because of the amount of people here. Yeah, yeah. And that is true.